welcome to another episode of Interviews with Science. I'm your host, Shaquille. And I'm Colleen. Today's topic is Microfluidic Devices and Point-of-Care Diagnostics. And what exactly does that mean, Shaquille? Well, Colleen, they're devices made with silicon that have one or more channels with at least one dimension less than one millimeter. Microfluidic chips are used to discover if certain conditions are apparent in a person by exposing their bodily fluids to certain chemicals. Oh, so this technology must be what is used in pregnancy tests. Well, I'm sure many of you are wondering about what some other uses are for this technology. Joining us today is Dr. Ethan Luxemburg, an expert in microfluidic devices. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Luxemburg. It's great to be here. Colleen wanted to know, what are some of the uses of microfluidic devices in point-of-care diagnostics? That's a great question. Some uses for microfluidic devices are virus detecting, like for HIV, hormone detecting, like as you get for pregnancy tests, and also the same technology is being used to detect cancer in its early stages. Why would people use point-of-care diagnostic devices that are on the micro scale? I feel like those are harder to manufacture. Actually, it's not that difficult for the people that know what they're doing. Microfluidic chips require a smaller amount of liquid and can exert more precise control. Perhaps the most important thing is that because they are small, they are portable, can be used outside a lab, so results can be reported faster. So when I get blood work done, maybe it'll just be a finger prick rather than a whole vial. Last question. What are some of the innovations that are being worked on? That's a really interesting topic. There are two basic things that engineers are working on, making the chips more robust and more portable. The tough thing about that is the more robust the chip is, the less portable it becomes, and vice versa. One specific advance is the use of paper for the chips. This makes the production costs cheaper so they can be used in countries around the world. We actually have the schematic that you sent us of one such device. For our listeners, we have put the picture online so you can take a look at it. Great. Well, you can see in the layout that the chip is comprised of a single channel with electrodes on the side. These electrodes are able to quantify the concentrations of an analyte in a solution. This chip can be used to measure the amount of glucose in a diabetic's blood to find the blood sugar. This is all so interesting, but it looks like we are almost out of time. The future of using microfluidics for point-of-care diagnostics definitely looks bright. I'm sure this is just a taste of what this new technology can do. I certainly agree. However, engineers still face many challenges in designing, manufacturing, and distributing these devices. During formation, bubbles are often generated, which can interfere with the flow. Additionally, the reagents added to the device are often unstable, especially in such small volumes. Besides these logistical issues, there are economic and social obstacles to consider as well. The manufacturing process must be perfectly balanced to ensure that it produces a chip that is able to do its job, but inexpensive to make. Those things are definitely important to keep in mind, too. Well, listeners, I think our time is just about up. I want to make sure to say a big thank you to our microfluidics expert, Dr. Ethan Luxemburg. Thanks for listening. I'm Shaquille. And I'm Pauline. Hope you tune in next time for Interviews with Science.